Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studios at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today and... What an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today, we're going to be looking deeper into 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and this will be our fifth Bible study in the 15th chapter, and we'll comment on some verses that we discussed last broadcast and get into some new content today that ties together with that. If you missed the previous studies, you need to subscribe to the podcast. There you'll find all of the studies that we have done so far. I'm talking about there'll be hundreds of studies there for you to look through and listen to. But all of these studies in this book and other books are there. It's free for you to subscribe. The content is all free. Just type in Striving for Revival wherever you find your podcast and hit subscribe. And then you can take us wherever you go and listen whenever you have the time to tune in. I've uh, been able here lately to preach uh, in various different states, uh, not not ever on Sundays or Wednesdays really, but Mondays and Tuesdays. And I just met some folks recently that say, we listen every day. And I said, hey, amen, what radio station? They say, no, we tune in on the podcast. So people are using that and take using that to their advantage. And if you miss us on this station or whatever station is you tune into, you can always find us there on the podcast. I hope you're having a great day today. I don't want to rub it in. But it's a beautiful day where we are. I'm telling you, the weather is just, I was going to say perfect, but I mean, it's perfect. That's just what it is. The birds are chirping. The flowers are out. I mean, the sun is shining. It's a great day to serve the Lord. And wherever you are, I don't care what the weather is. doesn't make a difference. God is good, and he's worthy of your service, and he's worthy of your worship and your admonition in our faithfulness. And I'm just glad. Aren't you glad to be a child of God? God's been too good to us to be negative, hadn't he? God's been too good to us to be depressed. God's been too good to us to be down. I'm not here to be a a pessimistic chief rain cloud telling you how bad everything is. I want to tell you how good God is. And it's all up from here, by the way. You know, if you're saved, this is as bad as it ever gets. It's pretty good right now, but this is as bad as it ever gets if you're saved. Yeah, that's right. It's all up from here. Your, Your best day here can't compare to any day that we're going to experience in eternity. Amen. It's a good it's a good thing to be born again. We sing I'm on the winning side and then live like we've lost. We sing victory in Jesus like we've never gotten any victory. But today, Christian, I want you to say, understand we're not fighting for victory. We are fighting from it. We're already on the winning team. We've already won this thing and we had to live because greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world as conquerors today. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 15. Let me get here to our scripture. Paul has been dealing with the resurrection of the dead. Now, he talks about how Christ is the first fruits. He is the example. He's the firstborn of the dead. The Bible's in Colossians. He's the first one that came up out of the grave. He is the first fruits. What that means is he's the initial harvest, but there is more harvest to come. Now, everyone will experience resurrection, whether it be the first resurrection or the second resurrection. But thank God, blessed are they which have part in the first resurrection. Why? Because then the second death doesn't have any claim on them. The first resurrection will happen at the rapture. 
before the tribulation period, the rapture of the church when Christ returns in the clouds as the bridegroom for his bride. And all those who have died in the Lord, their bodies that we've planted down in the ground, thank God, those graveyards turn into gardens for resurrection, and they'll come out and get a glorified body. And that's the first resurrection, and that's what we're waiting on if you're saved. It'll either be rapture or it'll be resurrection, thank God. And then the second resurrection there uh, before the great white throne. And what a horrible day that will be. But we're going to look a little bit at that today because Paul began to talk about the resurrection of the dead, but he gives the entire spectrum in about three or four verses. By that, I mean he moves all the way eschatologically from rapture to the end of the millennial kingdom, the tribulation period, to the new heaven and the new earth. And all of these things are covered. And he talks about the finality of death, the destruction of death. And we're going to look at that a little bit today. You know, death haunts everybody. Every time a siren blares down the highway, every time you uh, drive past a cemetery, oftentimes throughout the years in our family, as we attend a funeral, when you visit a hospital and go by the different wards of those who are terminally ill, life insurance, all these different things. Death is a constant haunting in the mind of a man and woman. Why is that? Because we understand that we are poor and needy. We're weak and we're frail. We're from the dust and we're heading back that way. But how encouraging it must have been for these first century Christians to hear it to read it from the inspired hand of Paul as he says that one of these days won't be any more death. Death will be swallowed up in victory. When is that going to happen? Well, let's look at it today. In verse number 24, the Bible said, Then cometh the end. Now, when you see that, it means either the closing of this age that we're in or the closing of an age at some point. Now, in verse 24, it's talking about, then cometh the end, talking about the end of all that now is. We're talking about at the end of the millennial kingdom. We just went in verse 23 to the rapture of the church, and now Paul leaps over a lot of things yet to come and takes us to the summation of it all. And the Bible tells us that that's when it is, and you can get it from the context, then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. All right, so whenever you see that word kingdom, you know you're looking at things yet to come. There is no kingdom physically today. We are not building the kingdom. We're not working for the kingdom. We do not pray thy kingdom come. This is the church age. We are working in the church, through the church. People are getting saved and added unto the church. God is calling himself out a bride for the bridegroom, and there'll be a marriage one day. But after the rapture of the church during the tribulation period, after the tribulation period, after the Lord returns, he'll establish that kingdom. So the Bible says, Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God even the Father. So let's look at this. There's a sequence of order here, and we're looking at it very broadly. So Jesus Christ is the first fruits, right? He returns in the rapture. That's when the dead in Christ will rise, will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and we are the remaining part of that first resurrection harvest. Then it says, 
then cometh the end. That refers to the end of the age that culminates in Christ delivering the kingdom to God after the battle of Gog and Magog, Revelation 20, verse number 7 through, I think, verse number 9. Christ will put down all rule and all authority and all power. Satan, thank God, will be cast into the lake of fire, and he's there once and for all. Verse number 25, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. So Christ putting all things under his feet shows his authority. It shows his power. And thank God, one of these days, that's exactly what's going to happen. Christ will rule and he will reign and there'll be a final overthrow of the enemy, the adversary, the devil. Verse 26, look what it says. Verse 26, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. The battle of Gog and Magog is Christ's ultimate victory or final victory over the adversary. It's at that time the last enemy of the child of God will be destroyed. That final enemy which shall be destroyed is death. After that, there'll never be death again. Can you imagine that? Death will not occur in the new heavens, death will not occur in the new earth. Amen. Death will not occur for the child of God in the presence of the Lord. No more graves, no more dying, no more tears, no more sorrow, no more mourning, no more funerals, no more sirens, no more hospitals. Gone, gone, gone. The reality of death will be wiped away no more. Verse 27, for he hath put all things under his feet. But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is expected, accepted, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Amen. In that day when Christ has put all the enemies, all of his enemies, under his feet, when he defeats the final enemy, he'll submit himself to the Father, just as Jesus always did. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He took upon himself the form of a servant. Jesus is submissive. He's obedient. He is the Son to the Father. The day is coming when he will be the victor. He'll be the spoiler. He'll be the winner of the great battle and then submit himself to the Father, and God will be all in all. What a day that'll be. Amen when that takes place. Well, that's all of our time for today. Until next time, pray with us for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.